Yeah, okay. So the intro is going to go like this. You say, welcome to Telefriends, where we're listening to the messages you leave at 304-518-JAMS. And then I say, JAMS! And then you say, my name's Casey, my co-host is Bo. Hello, Bo. And I say, hello. And then you say, I have heard all these calls. Bo hasn't heard any of them. Let's get into it. All right? All right. Just do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Welcome to Tell a Friends, where we're listening to the message you leave at 304-518-JAMS. Jams! My name's Casey. My co-host is Bo. Hello, Bo. Hello. I have heard all these calls. Bo has yet to hear any of them. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's hear from a familiar voice with call number two. All right. Yeah, I had a tech support question. <laughs> when a horse meets a zebra, what's you thinking? Also, a uh, quick follow-up question. What about a giraffe? Thank you for your time. When a horse meets a zebra, what's he thinking? Mm-hmm. That horse is thinking, what's going on with that horse? Does he think that horse is getting dressed up for something? Is that yeah, a fancy horse? <laughs> what's going on with this tuxedo horse? <laughs> yeah. And then what's going on with this long neck horse? Did, so the question is, do, like, do animals... Okay. That's weird. Because we live in a world... I mean... We've given names to shit. Yeah. And the horses run into the zebra somewhere. I wonder what the... Yeah. What is the difference besides the coloration? Is Does the zebra look like the zebra in an effort? Is it like a like like dazzle camouflage? Like that, where it's like, is it difficult to ascertain the exact position of the zebra because of the way it's striped? Yeah, like where there's a bunch of them together. I think that's the thing. Yeah. That's... I'm sure the horse is like... Great idea. Yeah. I wish I could get some of that going on. (laughs) All these wolves are eating me all the time. Can you imagine all the shit I could reach if my neck was that long? But I want to think a horse is bigger than a zebra too, right? I would say... I would think it was the other way around. Could think a zebra's bigger than a horse? Yeah. There's no way to know. You're, well, a, you're okay, asking well, me no, okay. I think in the wild, I think a zebra is bigger than a horse. I think the what like what we've done to like create Clydesdales and shit, yeah. like I think those horses who have been yeah. bred for size are bigger than a zebra. <clears throat> um But when he meets a giraffe, I think he's like I think if I was a horse meeting a giraffe, I'd be weighing the pros and cons of this neck and deciding that ultimately I got a better deal. Does he look at the giraffe, then he look at the zebra and feel pretty confident about his place in the middle of the... Is he the the middle ground between those what? two? I don't... I'm not sure he is. Like, as again, are we talking about a wild horse <laughs> or I'm a fucking a Budweiser... street smart city horse. <laughs> like, a, like an NYPD Central Park? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like the one who knows he's only going to do this for like 10 years and then he goes to some farm. That's what they do with him, right? If that, that the, the city horse either got the best deal or the worst deal. How so? 
<laughs> because you're chill forever. Like, your shit's taken care of. Except, like, but you don't get the wild freedom. Yeah, how often does that horse get to run? But it's like... So, like, horses... My wife talks a lot about this. It's like horses seems like they have their eyes, like, kind of... <laughs> sort of towards the side of their head like they're prey as opposed to predators mm-hmm. so i don't know that a horse is like likes to run i think a horse is just like it's a good thing i can run because i have to run from so much shit you don't think a horse feels the need to run like like, hor- in a like horse gotta run <laughs> in a preyless world the horse ain't running and like, in, in a predator, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a predator-free world, I I think the horse is chilling. The horse is a cow. Yeah, that's what a that's what a cow is. <laughs> it's a big, big slow horse. It's a big, fat, delicious horse. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> yeah, fucking mystery solved. <laughs> All right, get, hit me with call number seven. We got some more animal-related questions we're gonna get to. Call number seven, coming right up. Hey, Telefriends, this is Brendan. I uh, I love you, too. Um, I'm going to tell you a story uh, about when I was a teenager. I decided at some point that I wanted to have a new pet. And so I asked my mom to get me uh, an iguana. So we wound up getting two, and we had this 100-gallon <laughs> aquarium that we turned into their uh, terrarium, I believe it's called. Um, and we learned pretty quickly that iguanas and probably lizards in general are, are sort of terrible pets. Like you can't pet them. They don't interact with you. They, they, you just look at them and they lay on the hot rocks and stuff. Not their fault. That's just how they're made. Um, but anyway, after, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, um, the, the one iguana got sick and, and just kind of died like really quickly. And so that was a bummer. Um, not really. It just sort of happened. Um, but the second iguana, like, developed this uh, lesion on its face. And I was like, Mom, we got to take this thing to the vet. And Mom was like, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but reptile vets are, like, super expensive. So um, I, I'm not going to take it to the vet. We're just going to – we'll let it ride. So this lesion boils thing on its face just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like it's taking over the thing's head (laughs) and uh, it's all red. It looks painful. And so like, you know, I tried to pop the thing with a needle and the one didn't like that. And it was just horrendous. So, uh, but still my mom wouldn't budge. She would not take this to the reptile vet. So, and I don't know if that's true at all. I've never even heard of a reptile vet. So that might be something you guys could talk about. Are reptile vets real? Okay, we will, Brendan. Thank you for your call. Uh, our reptile vets are real. They are real, but they're not what you think. They're um, <clears throat> they're veterinarians who are reptiles. You might have heard about them <laughs> uh, on David Ike's podcast. Um, no, so why does he get two? <laughs> like, that seems well, like they've got to pay her up. Do they? No. So <laughs> I did a little research. Okay, I found herpvetconnection.com. Uh-huh. Herp being the... Yeah, no, they're... Yeah, what what is it? What are they called? The herpetology is the study right, yeah, yeah. of reptiles and amphibians. Herp and vet. in the community, herp. Yeah. they're herps. Right. Stop herpetrating. So herpvetconnection.com. Uh-huh. How many herp vets 
do you think are in the, the it, city we live in? The city we live in. Twelve. Four. Huh. Furthermore. Uh-huh. This boil on the face of a iguana. This is a known is thing. Is a known problem. I, I, I can tell you I, how I, much it costs. I, I want to hear more. <laughs> so did this iguana. I can tell you how much it costs. To I'm an iguana. It, once it reaches boil stage. On what, it's the boiling point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Is that like the saddest movie in the iguana <laughs> world? Is that the um, Schindler's List of iguana movies? <laughs> like They're like, oh, it's great, but I do not need to watch that again. <laughs> It's the, That's really sad. Um, what's the... Uh, I'm an iguana with a boil on my face. Mm-hmm. What's my name, first of all? <sighs> iguana with a boil on your Leonard? face. Leonard's a pretty good iguana name. Yeah. Leonard, Leonard Part 6. Not crazy about the last name. No. Well, that was before we knew. Yeah, yeah. We just knew he was a bad actor. We didn't know. Yeah. He was a bad human. I'm an iguana. My name's Leonard. Leonard the iguana. I'm on a hot rock. I'm pretty uncomfortable with this boil on my face. They threw you in a pretty big. How big it's... is a hundred gallon? How big is your average like bathtub? A hundred gallons would be big. How big is like a like Think... a kiddie pool? Less than a. I don't know. But they could be going up too. Like yeah, yeah. It sounds pretty big. It does sound big as fuck. Because like, that's my thing. It's like, all right, you got two iguanas. One of them dies. That sucks. The boil iguana probably killed that other iguana with whatever caused the boil. Um, <laughs> and then now your like fucking house is covered with this terrarium, right? Yeah. You're you're pot committed. Take them to no the. No one herp comes vet. into the room with a hundred gallon <laughs> herp aquarium. Your whole it doesn't immediately have a thought, positive <laughs> or negative, about it. Your whole life smells like iguana now. <laughs> I'm allergic to iguanas. Did you know that they're the dro- dirt that comes off their scale, like the scales as it flakes? Do you know what that's called? I'm allergic to that. Iguano. It's not called that. Um. So how much of okay? What am I in here for? What? How much am I in it for? I want this boil off my face. What's it called? First of all, what? What's the deal? I want to know. It's what... just a boil on a face of an iguana. It doesn't have a. No, it didn't ha- I couldn't find a fancy name. Okay. According to poorly researched internet sources, uh-huh. it costs nine hundred dollars. Shit. And yeah. It's okay. Like a, and it's like a touch and go procedure. I'm with Mrs. Brendan on this deal. <laughs> I think Mrs. Brendan. At least that first one just kicked. Where Mrs. Brendan fucked up is getting the iguanas in the first place. Yeah, that's a bad choice. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get your kid like a, if you want like a don't fuck with it pet, right? You gotta get your kid like a gerbil. That's a pain in the ass too. Yeah. There's not a good don't fuck with a pet. That's like the opposite of the reason to get a pet. Yeah, what you want is a Game Boy. Yeah. What he wanted was a better friend. Right. Like a better social life. Like take him to more parties. (laughs) Introduce him to some more children. Get him out of the house. He won't have to sit around and think about these two dying lizards all the time. <laughs> like the sound of the one died like the day after they brought him home, and the other one slowly I died like from the, the, the iguana showing up into a human house, and it's just like, no, not for me. 
All right. So, so okay. So, go ahead. Herpetology. Mm-hmm. The study of the study of knowledges. Knowledge. Uh-huh. What do you think? Herpton. Herpton. Is Latin for? I think it has something to do with the mouth. Oh I, no! It's a descriptor of. Someone looked at this animal, and the first thing they thought of was, "This is a like, huh?" Somebody looked at this. This these kinds of animals: a turtle, reptiles, and, and amphibians. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably more the reptiles, to be honest. Snakes too, right? Yeah, they're reptiles. Yeah, <laughs> like they did, like this description doesn't. Nobody's got a problem with the frog. You gotta just let me. You just gotta tell me. Creeping animal. Creeping? Creeping. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a bummer name to be <laughs> saddled with for eternity. All right. I am study of creeps. That's what I do. Let's find out what happens to the rest of this. I wish I knew the their names. Lizards. I wish I knew their names. Franklin and Roosevelt. Roosevelt. <laughs> but then, so one day, this is maybe after four or five months of the thing being sick. Um, I come home from I come home from school, and uh, the iguana is not in the terrarium, right? So I'm like, "Hey, mom, uh, where's the iguana?" And she's like, Kevin. "Oh, about that, um, <laughs> the iguana died." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, where is it? Can I bury it or something?" And, and my mom's like, "Not. Nah, she, she's looking. She's acting real shady. Like, doesn't want to give me the information." Does she shoot the so iguana? It turns out forward. that what my mom did with the iguana was she froze the thing. Fuck. Like, we had a bulk box of granola bars. She took all the granola bars <laughs> out, put the iguana in the box, still alive, closed the granola bar box, and stuck it in the freezer of, like, our household refrigerator. All right. No pun intended. That's ice cold, <laughs> Mrs. Brendan. Jesus Christ. You're a cold-blooded killer. Holy shit. You're literally a cold-blooded killer. I'm going to finish this call right now. Um, I will not let her live this down to this day. Um, and she feels justified and she's like, well, what else were we going to do? She's like, I heard it was a, a peaceful way to go. Like you just get cold and then really tired and fall asleep and you're dead. So I just want to see what you guys think about, um, you know, freezing the iguana. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Do you think she thought, do I burn it or do I freeze it? Do you think it was like... Or club it. Do you club it one good time? (laughs) With your shoe? Not like with a bat. I can't. I couldn't do that. Look at I, I look. I couldn't own an iguana, and I couldn't. I certainly couldn't kill an iguana. Murder an iguana. I want to fucking put that right out front. But, <clears throat> um, I mean, I guess she felt like she did what she had to do, but it does seem like a super weird way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and not to plan it well enough to have it done by the time your son gets home, or just like let it go. Can you just let it go? It disappeared. It went, up, went upstate. Yeah, it's at a farm for iguanas. He was a teenager. I don't think he's gonna fall for that one. Uh, so do you think every like time he got sick after that, he was like, he'd cough and look at his mom. <laughs> don't fucking freeze me. <laughs> don't put me in the freezer. I see you got a garage freezer now. <laughs> What's that about? Where's dad? Ma. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brendan, that that happened to your iguana. I wish I knew your iguana's names. 
Um, did he? Hmm. Where did she put all those granola bars? I guess they had to eat. Would you eat them granola bar now? It's like blood money granola. Every time you open their freezer. I, if, what, if I was him, I would position the iguana in such a way where it was fucking staring at you. When yeah. you open the freezer, <laughs> you're face to face with a boil face iguana. Let, okay. Yes. All right. Play call number five. Call number five. Coming up. What's up with cargo pants and what goes in them? What's up with cargo pants and what goes in them? It's a good question. You're a guy who wears cargo shorts on a daily basis. Yeah. We, what, live, we live on the edge of a desert. What's in your cargo pockets? Slim Jims. <laughs> Black stuff. Marbles. Yeah, you never know what a game of marbles is going to break up. <laughs> um, man, I've, I want to think if I've been in a situation where I'm like, shit, I could use these cargo pockets right now. What do you think the percentage of people with cargo pockets... Those cargo pockets have at least one, like, vape pin. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I literally have never... And I... Look. I Caller, I recognize your voice, and I appreciate you calling in. <laughs> I don't want to... Advocate anything. I'm just saying. The only time I ever had used a cargo pocket was when I was, like, 13 years old and was hiding cigarettes in them. Yeah. That it's the hide a thing pocket. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, that said, they're like <sighs> the pants bother me. Yeah, as a guy, like you said, I, I'm I'm known to wear some cargo shorts, but the pants. I don't know why there's such a separation in my mind for that. Yeah, me too. But it's really there. I mean, there's a long answer here, but it's not funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like a long answer about well, like military, the military blah, blah, informing blah, blah. fashion for the most part of the last like latter yeah. half of the 20th century in America. Uh, that's what's going on with cargo pants. But well, what's really they, going on with cargo pants is 13 year old kids hiding cigarettes from their parents. Yeah, and it's like more fabric, so it's like more protection, like more. It's like more weight to it than just like you know what i also think it's like just shorts cargo pants seem to happen this is again not funny <laughs> but like it seems like they happen like cargo pants were like you heard a lot about cargo pants when old navy came out right yeah and it seemed like that was a way that old navy had to differentiate itself from just another uh, big box store selling khaki pants. Yeah. At the same time, like a couple of years back, a few years back at this point, like when Michael Bastane was launching his menswear career, having left Ralph Lauren, it seems like he was trying, sorry, he was trying to bring back uh, cargo pants. And I think in the same way, in an effort to differentiate himself from like a crowded basics market, especially when men only wear like five things. So it's like, well, shit, here's a f- like sort of different thing I can sell. And yeah. like, and now it's become the only thing, like for a lot of yeah, a lot of dudes. It does seem like once you're a cargo pocket person, like you ride it out. It's a it's a weight to carry though. Like I like <laughs> on the regular, we'll have a friend like, why the fuck are you still wearing this? <laughs> and like, there's always so many times I could be like, I'm pretty lazy and <laughs> it's what I own. 
I got. And I get it. I get it though. I feel the shame when I put them on. Yeah. I'm like right Fair on enough. the edge. I mean, I'm right now wearing sweatpants, so whatever. <laughs> What's in a cargo pocket? So, so there's a lot in a cargo pocket. There's military history. Yeah. There's shame. There's shame, military history. There's Cigarettes. market differentiation. There's childhood mischief. There's uh, vape pens. Vape pens. Uh, it's probably where you lost your remote control <laughs> um, or your fucking iPod Nano. <laughs> That's exactly where I kept my iPod Nano. I think I've got three iPod Nanos in my shorts at home. Oh, man. Well, speaking of childhood mischief, we have a follow-up last week. We had a call about a guy who wanted to, who was fighting the urge to punch a teenager. Yeah, he wanted to fight a teenager because of his grown man strength. Well, this week, well, the twist in that story was, at the, towards the end, he reveals that there's someone else in the car who's... Who, like, shames him out of it. Yeah, who seems pretty terrified by his behavior. Right. Well, that person called in this week. The passenger. The passenger called in. Okay. And it's call number six. Call number six, coming up. So what what is interesting about this experience and then also in hearing the retelling of this experience from my friend's perspective is that um, I, I was definitely terrified <laughs> and I was flabbergasted. I would never respond this way. Um, I remember my... I'm not sure... I've ever felt a way that I could accurately describe as flabbergasted. <laughs> You've never been flabbergasted? No. Where the situation's so extreme that you don't even have words for I'm, it? I'm taken aback. Yeah, that's the same kind of thing. Okay. But it's more of like a, like if you were forced to talk at the moment when you're flabbergasted, it would be... Uh, 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 okay, 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 okay. okay. I that's thought, how okay. I am at the beginning of every one of these we've recorded so far. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to keep... Okay. My okay. dad used to do this too. He would... He would, you know, get cut off or he would cut someone off or whatever kind of thing that angry drivers do with their road rage. And um, his response was to, like, blow a kiss sarcastically at whoever it was. Um, even as a child, I was like, what? Why? And I, the question I pose to you, telefriends, is, uh, one, if, if you think it's possible that one of the reasons that we don't respond this way could be, um, obviously, personality, um, you know, our dear friend has taken all kinds of fun fight classes fun and fight class. is, you know, a large man. Um, is he? And I, I have done none of those things, including being a large man. Um, so hmm. that could be it. Or if you think it's something else, something more in, in that sinister <laughs> description of his his, like, calm need to get involved in this. I mean, I believe that he said that his heart rate didn't even go up, that it was just, like, normal, and he felt like this almost self-righteous desire to um, be an asshole and beat up a team, which is interesting. It does seem psychotic. <laughs> yeah. Probably even more terrifying than what I realized was actually going on. Um, but, yeah, tell a friend. What, what do you think that is? And also... Let's talk about memory, and let's talk about um, what happens in your mind when you're experiencing something like this. You have your passenger or your your passerby who's experiencing it as well, and then how the story changes. Um, so for me, I just thought he was being needlessly aggressive, and um, he seemed to be really into that. 
Um, he's actually calling me right now. I think that he's he's sensing that I'm bringing this up. Um, Whoa. And I think he may have actually called you again, or he will call you again to tell you another story about his eye. I'm super curious. I'm sure that's not how I experienced it either. But um, anyway, tell friends. Love you guys. Thanks so much. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm really happy he was calling her because it felt like these are people who just need to work it out amongst themselves. Like, I feel like instead of a medium or a conduit, we're just yeah. sort of in the way. <laughs> well, 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 she's, she's clearly being very playful about yeah. saying that he's <clears throat> being super aggressive and everything. I'm not so much interested in why he did it. He seems... The level of storytelling in his first call was so high. He's a guy who likes stories. He's a fabulist. And so he puts himself in a situation to have stories to tell, I bet. I don't know if that's true. Maybe. That might be. There might be some truth to that, but I don't think that's like his Yeah, I don't think it's a negative thing. I think it's just, even those people's like, oh, here's the thing that's happening. That's kind of exciting. The thing about Will that... Okay, first I want to talk... He did give his name in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, first, yeah. Like, so this is a good point for me to bring up. Though. We won't say your name if you don't say your name. Like I say on the outgoing message, all we'll play is what you leave us. Right. If you don't say your name, that's super cool. And right. We, even if we recognize you, we won't say your name. Right. But Will said his name, so Will, 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 Will. Right. Um... Before I talk about Will, I want to talk about her dad blowing a kiss. That's really good. That's, yeah, that's like a, good a move. class move. I always give a sarcastic thumbs up, yeah. which I've almost gotten in a fight over in my life. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the really over-the-top smile. Like, I give one of these <laughs> and just lock eyes because <laughs> it's really hard to keep yelling at that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you can really keep yelling at a, a shit face grin with a sarcastic thumbs up. Like yeah. you can hit that dude for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing about Will that is difficult to—it's difficult to like deal with. I think is that Will is not scared. Like he's not like. In that situation, he is, like, kind of, like, egging it on or whatever, for sure. But, like, even in situations where that's not the case, like, he's not scared of you. Like, and it's kind (laughs) of really impressive. Um, But at the same time, unnerving if you're, like, a regular person that has, like, normal responses to shit. Like, who's like, uh, I didn't sign up for the, like, this fearlessness deal. But. Well, that's it. Like, I don't want to paint him as, like, he's wants to hurt somebody no but i think he's struggling with the idea of having that kind of power so that he could that seems like what his call is about right you think you think that's his deal is he doesn't know he's not he he's trying to come to terms with his kind of playing with that i think yeah i mean i think the more interesting part of the her call is her talking about this i mean it's not a surprise to anyone that everyone sees the situation differently right and I was going to see, ask you if there's, you know of times where you've been hearing somebody else's story and be like, that's not, that doesn't seem that's right. That's not that thing. I right. was right there. Yeah. I, I mean, not, not off the top of my head, but I've for sure been in that situation. Um, I distinctly remember being at a party and my friend telling this amazingly hilarious story <laughs> to end with. And then I turned to Casey and I was like, I don't have any idea what this guy's talking about. Whoa. And he swore 
swore that I was there. Weird. I mean, I've hmm. like, do you tell the story? Like everybody embellishes stories. Yeah. Do you do it for enough years? Oh yeah, for sure. That it's just like it just that's your completely reality. Completely different story. Yeah, totally. That happens. I love that. It's weird. I think that. I think that. Uh, I really, to, in order to get to the bottom of it, I think we got to get one of these teenagers to call in. <laughs> well, I don't think they exchange phone numbers. No. We never actually heard the end of the story. Right. Well, I mean, they don't fight. And well, he just probably just pulls off, right? She I looks mean, my like, thing is, is like I. I've she looks been... at him and says, "What the fuck are you doing?" And they just pull off. So there's that. Like that's really all it takes to like break the spell. Yeah, I think because I've been in a scenario where I was like fucking screaming at a person in traffic, and then I just sort of caught myself doing it, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, this is so bad." So like. I don't know, but it was like I think an important moment because now I'm kind of like I don't do that. Yeah, um, it sucks. <laughs> I don't know, whatever, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Is there a is there a hero in that story? No, and I don't think anybody in that story would say there was either. I don't think those yeah. two, either the- of our callers, would say that there's a hero. I mean, she's, I, she she's might be the hero because <laughs> she talks about of. But that's comparison. I mean, yeah. How heroic it is to say, "Quit acting like an idiot." <laughs> I just know that if I was a, if I had a role to play in this situation, it would be the kid in the back seat who like fucking started to flick Will off, and then now is telling the driver to drive the fucking car yeah. away from this yeah. lunatic. I immediately regret this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Thank you for your call. <laughs> Uh, hit me with call number three. Call number three. Yeah, I had a tech support question. Nope. Hold on. When a horse meets... <laughs> We've heard that one. Hi, I had a tech support question. God damn it. Uh, so would you rather know for sure that you are trapped within the Matrix or know for sure that you are trapped within a late 80s slash early 90s sitcom? Thank you for your time. I'm going to narrow this one down even further for you. As a family I'm going to give you the early 90s sitcom that you're in. It's going to be Herman's Head. Oh, man. You may know it as, as Inside Pixar's Out. Inside <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Because um, both of them, like, eliminate the possibility of free will. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Um, or they mess with free will. Right. So you know for sure that yeah. you're in the Matrix. But you know. That's the beauty of the Matrix. If it's, yeah, if you know, it's kind of all to the good. Um, how do I know for sure I'm in Herman's head? If I know for sure I'm in Herman's head, I'm one of the emotions? Probably. Yeah, I'll take the Matrix every time. <laughs> really? Yeah. That seems like so much less control. Unless you know, and then you're like, okay, I'll be a fucking billionaire kung fu master. Right on. Like, but there's no promise that you're eternal. Eternal. You know? I don't care if I'm eternal. What I'm saying is like, just because even in the Matrix people are dying. Yeah. But what if that's the thing that makes them turn you off is knowing. Okay. 
I feel like I could keep that secret. Part two. Okay. You, you are in Herman's head. Okay. Bo's head. Yes. You're the you're the, the host to these parasite emotions. I'm not the pleasure and, center. And you're one of the emotions. I'm the host and one of the emotions. So, so like in our hip reboot of Herman's head that we're going to do Bo's head. You know what? To be... You remember the, the funny handyman from that show Living Single? Schneider? No. Schneider? I don't think his name. No, is that's Schneider. a different handyman. There's a real handyman thing there for a while. Yeah, because it's because of fucking Lowell. Yeah. So I've got a I got a pitch for you though. Anyway, that's what I'm getting at. I want to be that dude. <laughs> I just want to be the fucking dumb dude who rolls up and everybody laughs at me. In our reboot of Bo's Head. Mm-hmm. You play Bo, the host. Right. But you're also in your own head. I see, that's with weird. With your emotions talking to you, convincing you what to do. Who plays the emotions? <sighs> Who plays the emotions? I, how many emotions do I have? As many as we want. You can have special guest stars. Whoa. Like this week, Envy. And then you can have like a whole different set of people show yeah. up, and then it's the split personality twist episode. There you go. Um, my anger is played by Joe Pesci. Modern Joe Pesci. No. My cousin Vinny era Joe Pesci. Okay. What Just else? Yelling the whole time. What? Yelling the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. I don't, okay. What else? Throw some emotions my way, and I'll fucking cast them. Okay. So sadness. Sadness is played by who's the saddest bastard? And it's got to be an actor. Um, we'll make concessions, but sadness is played by C. Thomas Howell. Okay, that's that's specific. Well, everybody else in the Outsiders got pretty fucking famous, but like, I'm sure he's bummed out. <laughs> okay, okay, even better. It has to be the cast of the Outsiders. Who's what? Oh shit! Okay, that's awesome. No problem. <laughs> uh, Matt Matt Dillon is Dallas Winston, who is the anger, right? Yeah. Uh, sadness is Ralph Macchio as Johnny Cade. Okay. Um, give me an emotion. Humor? Fucking two bit. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking two bit. Uh, work ethic is uh, soda pop Curtis. I think, because he's a cool guy to have around, but he always has a job. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's got to. Yeah. Sense of responsibility is Patrick Swayze. I get that. Uh, fucking lyrical, artistic wonder is C. Thomas Howell in this scenario, <laughs> because that's what Ponyboy <laughs> Curtis is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, the nurturing side of me is played by S.E. Hinton as the nurse. I also love the idea that this show is set in modern times, but in your head, it's all the outsiders hanging out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're having a rumble all the time <laughs> with other head groups. Yeah. These fucking socias. <laughs> fucking socias. I, I don't know that Tom Cruise has a place in my head, and I gotta say, I'm okay with that. You don't have, you don't have any emotion that could be attributed with... The Outsiders, Tom Cruise. I don't remember exactly who he plays. Steve, no. Hmm. Was there a Stevie? Is that what you're going to say? It's like there should be a Stevie I in there. D- 
don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Similarly, a question. Call number four. Hey, I have a question. How do you pronounce the name of that guy from The Wire? It's Omar. Are you sure that's the one? Presbaluski? Presbaluski? Presbaluski. Presbaluski. They, Pre- <laughs> they call him Prez. You gotta hit Pres-Baluski. the Z and then kind of swallow it. Presbaluski. Like Prez. Presbaluski. Prez is the engine on this train <laughs> of a name. It pulls. It's pulling it out. Prez and then Luski is it's, like the, the the. It's the engine and then Luski is the cars, the train cars. Prez yeah, Luski. Yeah, and it's pulling it out of your Prez mouth. Luski. Let it get started down Prez near the road. It's coming Prez out. Prez it's coming Prez out. Prez Luski. Okay. Prez Luski. No. Yeah. So hit the P hard. Mm-hmm. Swallow the Z. Trail train. off the the ski. Yeah. Prez Luski. Nailed it. Play call number eight. Caller number eight. Guys, I, I thought there was going to be a prompt, so I'm a little, you know, unprepared. It's me, Adam. Um, <laughs> I'm at work. Uh, I work now at one of these cool places, and they have these hardwood floors, and my desk is an elevator, so I press a button, and it goes up, and then I press another button, and it goes down. Did Adam get a job as an elevator operator? His desk goes up and down. Ah, it's See, one I of those fucking thing. standing desk deals. When All I right. first listened to this, I thought, his office is in an elevator? That's what I was saying. It's like, this is, it sounds, sounds like, like you're an elevator operator, dog, and I just told you something else. <laughs> like a Charlie Kaufman book. <laughs> book. Movie. Okay. It's pretty cool. I elevate. It's and lower my desk. I would sound average. Could Adam sound sexier on this call? Oh, this calls the tits. <laughs> Three or four times a day, um, and it it really hasn't gotten old. Um, I may go play with it after after I leave this message. God damn, dog. Um, that's it. Shut up. I'm trying um, to thinking of getting a dog. Oh. Um, you know, so I'm, you know, entertaining names for dogs that really fit my, you know, lifestyle personality. If you have any ideas, I do. Um, I'd love to hear them. I think it's going to be like a bigger dog, you know, someone that could really, you know, compete with, with me, you know, who, as you know, you know, larger, larger than, than life. Um, so yeah, uh, I was, you know, I was on Instagram, saw that, saw the phone number again and reminded me that I should call. Um, this feels a lot like, like therapy. Like I can just like talk and I know that you're going to hear me and that you're going to listen to what I'm saying intently. Like you're going to focus on it. Like I, like I, like sometimes you leave a message for somebody and, and honestly, like, you know, like they might not even listen to that message. Like they might see that you called and then just call you back. Like the message was just wasted. And then if it was a good message, you have to say, Hey, like, 
you probably should have listened to that message. <laughs> but then that sort of like, sends a signal to that person that like you think you're good at leaving messages for people, which you don't always want to do all the time. Sometimes you want to, you know, you don't want to brag about your message leaving abilities. So, you know, I'll end this by, by bragging and thinking, I just think I left a pretty good message. Um, and, you know, I hope that, that you guys enjoy it and I hope that I see both of you soon. Um, cause man, it's, it's a lonely here just with me and my elevator desk. All right. Bye guys. Man. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. So let's cover the the content. Well, he asked first, some, he for, asked some questions. He here. did, but first I want to say it's been a long time since I bumped into Adam, and that sucks, man. I want to bump into Adam? <laughs> Adam's awesome. He's the best bump in ever. I I don't know him nearly as good as you, and I've bumped into him before. It's, and the, it's the best. best. It's, it's like the here's best. a story, and here's a. Let's share a moment. And he's like, all right, see you. Also, I have some supplies for this moment, just in case. Like, I ran into you at a rock show, and I have a blanket. Let's sit down on it, and I'll tell you a story. Um, Next time you see Adam, he may be with a very large dog. uh What's the name of that dog? Well, the thing you got to know about Adam is he's a tremendous fan of baseball. Okay. Um, And I know he didn't say that on the call, so I don't know if that's okay to say. But I know Adam, and he clearly knows us. Uh, it down. So I think he needs some kind of baseball name for the dog. So I've got, a, I've got options. Do you have a baseball theme name? I just wrote one down. Let's hear it. Cobb. Cobb was a racist. Yeah. But it's a good dog name. Yeah. What about Lasorda? I Lasorda hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been happier than I am right this second. (laughs) What if he just named named the dog Pete Rose? What if he named that dog Charlie Hustle? That is exactly what I thought. As soon as I said Pete Rose, yeah, I thought, that dog's Shit. name is Charlie Hustle. Charlie homie. Hustle. That's I'm I'm erasing all the other notes I had for names. Yeah, it's not going to be named Hercules. It's not going to be named Orson. <laughs> it's not going to be named Thunder. Yeah, it's not going to be named Cobb. He's that dog's racist. name is Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle. What problem solved? Yeah, asked and answered. What else do we want to talk about about Adam's call? Uh, do you have any like good? experiences with like either leaving a message or receiving a message from somebody this is this is our last call is it okay so i want to talk about calls calls in general well i I think it's funny and i think adam hits on something that's really important that we're not important but it's 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 essential to what we're doing which is kind of resurrecting voicemails because i never listen to them i see that you called and then i call you back you can tell me whatever the fucking message was there yeah um and now that your iPhone transcribes the shit, like I I never listen to your voicemail. Yeah, when I want to, when I call somebody and I really want to get a hold of them, I wait till that second of after the beep. Yeah. So it registers as a voicemail, just yeah. so it gives them another thing that reminds them that I just called. Yeah, and that's if I like I gotta talk to you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I think Adam hits on something where it's like, yeah, let's what let's listen to people's messages and what they have to say. Uh, and I think that's an easier job for me because I don't have to hear them all. But, um, ha, yeah, um, I remember one time my sister called me 
this is like Nokia days. Okay. And left of I remember Those she sweet, left sweet hazy Nokia days. Oh man. Everything was sepia colored. Was it? I always everything was like green. Stuff was simpler. There was like ten billion different shapes for cell phones. <laughs> they weren't all just these weird flat fucking two thousand one plinths. Yeah. Um Yeah. I remember my sister left a message that killed my whole battery. Like <laughs> it was like a forty minute message. Yeah, back when there was, was not a limit. Yeah. Um I remember in college having a landline because I'm very old and having like it was like a thing that I would uh we would like do the outgoing message. Yeah. Like it was like a thing. Um were they hilarious outgoing I mean, messages? Did you rap at any of them? We did a lot of the ones where you could make your Apple talk and be like, Bo can't make it to the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had all these different voices Apple would do. So I'm like, this voice. (laughs) Oh, pretty good electronic Grover. Um, And there was one that did whatever you type to the tune of the funeral dirge, funeral march. Dun, 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 dun. No, so it was like, <laughs> give me a two-syllable name. Casey. Casey. <laughs> so I made one that was like, Bo and Casey cannot make it okay, to it. the phone. It. It was, they was didn't have good. like a, my name is Bo and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I fucking, I miss messages. I miss messages. I miss landlines. I really miss landlines a lot. That's the thing. Like, if it was up to me, I would have a landline and no other phone. Yeah. Um, but, it, you but know. I wouldn't do anything because no one would ever get a hold of me. <laughs> right. No one would ever. Like, it would be awesome until, like, I hear all about all the cool shit everybody went and did without yeah. me because I wasn't home for that. Right. 20 seconds that they called. <laughs> well, you'd have an answering machine. <laughs> yeah. But they, no one would <laughs> uh, Yeah. So, fucking thanks for calling, Adam. Yeah. So... A lot of the people that since we did this last week, a lot of the thing is people saying that they want prompts. Yes. Like Adam mentioned that at the beginning of his call. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I don't think we're going to do that. Can we talk about? I don't want to give a prompt, prompt, but I, I, I feel like I can talk about. We can. Can I talk about what, what I want, like what I'm looking for? Yeah, we can talk about the types of calls we would look forward to getting, but we're not going to be like, guys, next week is. Balloons. Leave a message about balloons. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. What I the calls I want are are the what's up with that calls. I want you to hear a thing or see a thing or experience a thing and then want someone else's opinion about it. Yeah. That's or yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like a piece of media. It could just be like, what's going on with balloons? What's going on with shoelaces? Well, media wise, like this week I saw. Pusha T had a new song mm-hmm. that was calling out Drake. HGTV. And I was like, what up with that? It was my first thought. I almost called in uh, myself to ask you, why is Pusha T so bad at Drake? Well, okay. I mean, if I had to guess, I don't know that line. What's the line? What does he say? I don't know. It's too far gone when the realest ain't real. I walk amongst the clouds so your ceilings ain't real. These niggas call it duty because they killings ain't real. With a questionable pin so the feeling ain't real. Pusha T hates Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne Drake or Lil Wayne always. signed Drake. Yeah. And Pusha T's whole thing about that is that like if you're on Young Money, right? Yeah. Which Drake is, 
then and he's also on his own label OVO. Uh-huh. His deal is like so you're signed to a guy, Lil Wayne, that can't get paid by his boss. And then I don't know, his deal is like you you're a shitty like I think it's like he hates Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne co-opted or in his in his estimation co-opted some of Pusha T's like style or whatever. Yeah. And then I think he like doesn't like how their business is set up and so he thinks it's important to yeah tell them that that's what your boss is a guy who is famously complaining about not getting paid yeah so right so lil wayne has sued baby for 50 million dollars and then so yeah so pusha is like you're signed to a guy signed to a guy who can't get paid yeah Yeah. so i don't know um but that would be a perfect example of yeah what's up with that then i would yo if you want to talk about (laughs) arcane rap shit please um, yeah, and see, that's the kind of thing I want is people to call and just talk sh- about the things that either they're. Should super we do a thing with? for that call where where I where we edit in? So I'm talking in like micro machines voice for that part. <laughs> <laughs> for all the push. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Is there a way to do subtitles in a podcast that says 20 minutes later? <laughs> for real. But yeah, like that's what I want. Is I want calls like the way you were just talking about that, where. Yeah. It's from a place of confidence, talking about a thing they really like yeah, and are excited by. Or I want calls where people don't understand. You know, I like Yeah, that. what's going on here? Yeah. I think that that's sort of, okay, yeah, yeah. So I think it's also important to note that you listen to every message. Every single one. We've had... Close to seventy messages. That's so fucking amazing. Yeah. So first of all, I want to thank every single person who's called in. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And second, I want to assure you that Casey has heard your message. And third, I want to assure you (laughs) that uh, though your message may not yet have may not yet have been played, has that had a correctly parsed? That is in no way indicative that it won't get played no like there's several messages i have that are my favorite messages that i that we haven't used yeah and i'm it's because because what happens when this shit dries up in that week where everybody's like i'm sick of yeah yeah casey asking me for calls and no one or no one just happens to call that week right yeah i want to have like these amazing calls you got bangers and yeah yeah um the other thing, I mean, like, it feels like we're doing the housekeeping section of this. Yeah, show. yeah, we're wrapping. This is the wrapping up. Um, I want to. My name is Casey, and I'm here <laughs> to say. I want to wrap things up in, in a relatively quick way. way. <laughs> um, you, we should have done some more with wrap things up. We yeah. were wrapping when we were talking about wrapping. I'm not very good at rap. I'm not very good at the wrapping. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, um, we. I want to thank also, in addition to thanking every caller, um, I want to also thank um, Taku. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're so legit. We're, we're straight sanctioned. Like, um, Taku <laughs> is the guy who, who, who made the song Supposed to Do, which we're, we use as our theme song. When we made the first episode, we didn't know any idea what we were doing. It was just kind of a proof of concept. Can we do this thing? So we just used this dope-ass song. And then... In the meantime, I was like, it's kind of the perfect theme song. And so I like I emailed Taku. Taku's like, that's awesome. 
please go ahead. And so I say thank you, Taku, and I will continue to thank Taku in every subsequent episode for the use of his song, Supposed to Do. So I kind of lied. There's one more call. Oh, shit. It's going to be number nine. So I think the closer should go, one of us says, thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks, everybody, who called in. We can't make this without your calls. We're now on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and we're on Twitter, at tele underscore friends. We're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, and please subscribe and rate us there. It really helps. Does it? Also, yeah. most importantly, tell a friend about us. There and keep go. calling at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. Jams. Leave a message. And then we'll say our signature sign-off. Oh. My question this week is, what's our signature sign-off? Shit, man. This is some on, like... That's this... what a handsome-ass caller. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was a, that was a good call. So, <clears throat> I have some choices for you about this. Okay. Um, I told you about this before, but I'm going to reiterate for our, caller, for our listeners. Um, when, I remember, like, overhearing phone calls with my parents... Uh, that my parents were having as a kid, and it seemed like every phone call ended with this cadence. Bye! <laughs> my dad, every time. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> TTYL, bye! Lalas, no. bye, bye! Um, every call would end with, okay, all right, bye. <laughs> every fucking time. Um, I think that would be a cool sign-off, and it would be a phone theme, but it would be... One of us would have to say it. Two of us can't say that. That yeah. would be crazy. That's weird. Um, there are podcasts that kind of end with a sort of a, a handy tip mm-hmm. sign off um, or like a piece of life advice. Yeah. I think a crucial piece of life advice is don't chew gum in the bathroom. <laughs> That's just a turd. It's gum. just a piss turd in your mouth. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, Great. Yeah. Now i got to think about how dirty everything <laughs> in the bathroom is again. Like, why do we keep our toothbrushes in there? Ugh. Why aren't they in, the, like, the kitchen? Or, like, in a safe. <laughs> in a <medical> safe. <laughs> um, why aren't they disposable? <laughs> why aren't there one-use toothbrushes? Why don't we just have fucking... Here's what we need. One, we need to replace our teeth with, a like, just one tooth. Like, mm-hmm. one tooth that, like... One unbreak... One yeah, solid... Yeah, like, with like... no... Yeah, so that way you don't have to fucking floss. Yeah. Like, no cavities form there. It's just one goddamn thing. Bur- like, it, this is something you do when you're, like, a teenager. Once you've lost your child teeth, yeah. you have a surgery where they pull all your teeth yeah. and stick the, stick the porcelain mouth the, guard yeah. thing into your mouth. And it looks like teeth. It's yeah. fine. It's, like, like, got, like, striations and shit, and yeah. it's shaped in such a way to look like yeah. teeth. That's what we should all have. Yeah. Um... But I still don't think you'd be able to chew gum in the bathroom. It's disgusting. No. Um, I don't want to say that every time. That curses me out. Don't chew gum in the bathroom. Yeah. This has been Telefriends. <laughs> don't chew gum in the bathroom. Might as well shit in your own mouth. <laughs> Telefriends. <laughs> Telefriends. Your mouth tastes like piss now. <laughs> so, okay. The choices right now are, okay, all right, bye. <laughs> okay. Or, don't chew gum in the bathroom. Or... This has been Telefriends. Thank you for calling. Which seems like, you know... Or do we just play the waiting game? I mean, that's always... I kind of want to organically arrive at a thing because... Right. 
Some of them are so perfect. And this gives people opportunity to make suggestions. It is kind of a soft prompt. So if you guys have yeah. a killer sign-off. Like at the end of your already awesome message you're going to leave us. Yeah. Say, and maybe your sign-off can be, don't shit in your mouth. <laughs> I was actually I was Please. researching this because like as you know like I'm sure you know that like uh like Alexander Graham Bell I think wanted wanted it to be ahoy instead of hello when really? you use the phone yeah that's like why Mr Burns's joke ahoy hoy is like it's a historically based oh because he's he's as old as right Alexander Graham Bell. as old as the phone yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah he wanted it to be ahoy British people want you to not say hello at all I just think. start talking just fucking get into it because. Okay. Like at that point, like phone space is limited. We've committed. Let's do it. <laughs> you know I'm listening. Um, but there was no. I couldn't find any like historical uh, sign off. Like there was. What's the opposite of a salutation? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, so there was no like. You should have said this instead of goodbye. Which if no. there was that, and if there is that, please holler. Because um, that would be a sick sign off. Is like whatever the the opposite of ahoy was. Bon voyage. Um, Deuces, <laughs> I believe is what Benjamin Franklin suggested. This has been Telefriends. Deuces. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so I say we just play the waiting game. It'll okay. happen when it happens. Let it happen when it happens. I mean, that could be a good sign-off. Um, all right. So until next week, until I think we've covered everything. Thanks. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Bo. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>